Hey, my name is Sarah. My name is Mujib. And welcome to another episode of Let's Get To It. This is episode 21, and we are going to talk about adaptation. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the last episode in 2020 was episode 20, and the first in 2021 is 21. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we obviously planned that. No, we didn't. It was meant to be. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was written in the stars. You should check out that episode if you haven't. Yeah. Um, well, welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. was your New Year's, Mujib? It was mellow. I think I was asleep by 8.30. That's awesome. You know, <laughs> woke up pretty early and got to it. We're, um, speaking of adaptation, <laughs> we're we're kind of like night weaning's aid right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like a lot of like just me walking him around at night sort mm-hmm. of idea and like sleeping in a little bed with him next to his crib um, so that he doesn't need to nurse in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah that's we just we're getting ready for that you know i think we built a crib that that thursday and then friday came then we just hung out you know that's awesome how about yours did you do something extra super mellow no you know this pandemic has brought out sort of how actually introverted i really am as an extroverted sort of fitness personality Mm -hmm. i'm actually fairly i i do like to be mellow at home and um i've never really been all about the the fanfare of New Year's Eve. Mm. So it was quiet the way I wanted it. You know, no expectations. Very, very happy. Did you stay up till midnight? We were awake. We were not watching balls dropping or anything like that. Right. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't super intentional. Mm. We were like, if we're gonna be up, we're up. If we fall asleep beforehand, we fall asleep. So yeah. which, which for me is the best way. Mm-hmm. Like for it just to be organic. Yeah, you yeah. Know, slept in a little bit. It's good. Right, right. <laughs> uh I love I, I love New Year's. I've always loved New Year's a lot. Um, this is like this pandemic was different. Like even last year, we were out on Church Street with Zaid, like yeah. going to the different shows that were going on. We had one of those kind of passes, like the whatever oh, yeah. pass it was, the highlight or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty awesome because then we could just go from like one show to the next show to the next show, and it was probably the, the most. Pass. Yeah, it was an all access <laughs> pass yeah. exactly. It was the most mellow New Year's that I've had, and it was really one of the first ones that I kind of like turned in early because you know my baby was like four months old so we're like all right we got to get him back and I was like kind of anxious you know what I mean so it was nice to have this one that was just a lot just way more mellow than that yeah yeah Yeah. and I mean who knows maybe you know full disclosure I was out last year (laughs) 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 but who knows you know maybe next year Mm. if we can be Maybe I'll be more into it. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Who knows? I'll Who shoot knows? some fireworks off the balcony or something. Exactly. Again. I there don't were, know if you can do that. Well, there were fireworks in downtown Burlington, which I was lucky enough to see from my... You can see from, them from your balcony? Yeah, oh, that's right. so rad. So that was cool. Yeah. But I love that, fireworks, too. <laughs> yeah. But it's the new year, and uh, if one thing has become incredibly obvious of the, of the last year is sort of the need to adapt, mm-hmm. make some changes... Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit. Yeah. What that looks totally. like, what it feels like. Right. Like definitely feels like something, mm-hmm. you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, um, it's not easy for everybody. For some people it comes more naturally maybe. Right. Or right. just, you know, and others it's, it's tough. Yeah. So tough. I definitely want to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. you know, for folks. Um, I love change. <laughs> I'll put that out there. Right, right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm, just the challenge of it? I love the challenge. I love leading the charge, blazing the trail. You know, it's, um, I can get bored. 
mm. you know, very easily. So, and I'm someone that seems to be, some, I've been thinking about this, that in, in my professional life, certainly, and my personal life, I'm like, I feel like I'm always moving. I'm always restarting. I'm mm. always, you know, I'm, I'm on a path. But I'm like, why does this keep happening? And I'm like, oh, maybe it keeps happening because that's that's how I thrive. Mm. Like the like I can handle it. It keeps mm. happening. So I don't know. There's something about it. It sort of fuels me. Mm. So um, you know, as difficult as this year has been, and that's not to negate that because it's been a hard. 2020 was hard. But I'm I'm like, let's do this. Right. Let's you've do- you've adapted to change. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like you're you're not just that you are adapting to change, but you've adapted like in the in the sense of adaptation Mm. like you've become proficient at Mm. things being pulled out from under your feet or having to pivot like you're you're conditioned at it yeah you know yeah when i think about adaptation i think largely because you know it's like if i'm reading about adaptation it's probably coming from some sort of exercise science standpoint Mm -hmm. just because that's where where i'm coming that's the avenue i'm coming into this conversation from um but at the same time like once we become proficient physically at adapting to Mm -hmm. stress then it becomes easier to adapt to other stresses right so like if I'm a beginning exerciser then those first weeks of lifting weights feels pretty like kind of maybe it beats me up or discourages me or something else but if I'm like a seasoned weightlifter then all of a sudden if I'm a barbell lifter and you put a kettlebell in my hand in maybe just a fraction of time that it took me to get good and proficient at the barbell Mm. it takes me that much less time to get proficient and good at the kettlebell Mm -hmm. and then if you introduce something like a steel mace something some other sort of like odd object training then my body's going to adapt to that pretty quickly because Mm. it's almost as if like it's almost like there's a way to train the ability to adapt to mm-hmm. stress, mm-hmm. not just to not just to train specifically to the stress, but almost the ability to adapt to any stress that comes. Yeah, you know, it's like almost training your balance so that you don't get knocked over. Um, that's going to apply to the wind pushing you, or mm. a wave hitting you, or some body bumping into you, or you slipping. Like if you can adapt your own center of gravity to Mm. the situation that you find yourself in then anything can happen to you you can be on a skateboard snowboard skis on ice whatever and still manage to keep your feet underneath you okay i love where this is going Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and i want to i want to i want to dig a little deeper here so Mm. what would be in your adaptation toolkit wow what do you think folks need you know we can talk about this and just kind of like flesh this out a little bit you know it's like okay how do we get good at adap- adapting? If, if there's someone listening right now and they're like, oh, man, I, this is just, I hate, to, I hate change. <laughs> or this is really hard. It's like, yeah. what's in that toolkit? Right. Or like, what's important to develop? It's, it goes back to the original, like, <laughs> kind of the theme of this podcast, which is know thyself. Like, self-awareness yeah. is, I yeah. think, the key to adaptation, mm. period. Like, it's being able to ask yourself and ascertain the information about how you feel. Mm. Right? Like, yep. if, if I can, if I know how this is making my body feel if it, if i know that oh it's it's comfortable versus it's uncomfortable or it's painful versus it actually it doesn't feel painful at all mm. then my ability to kind of like find the edges of what i'm doing or, or recalibrate myself mm. uh, it's it, it's that much greater right it's like having your own bearings you know mm-hmm. having a bearings on yourself like yeah that compass um, yeah totally that yeah. compass yeah. or even like the car it's like you know if, if i'm driving a car it i'm facing the dashboard i'm facing the windshield like and the car can be facing any direction Mm. it could be spinning around in circles as i'm 
as I'm reacting and responding to this this tailspin. Yeah. But if my orientation is still where it needs to be in front of me, my hands on the wheel, mm. then I'm gonna be better off adapting. So self-awareness, knowing where we are in space, where we are in time, where we are in our own path or planning mm. process, even if we don't have a plan or know that that's our path right now, mm-hmm. if I can say that I am here, yeah. I am I right yeah. now, then I'm gonna have a better time at adapting to somebody changing what my external situation mm. might be. You know? And, and, and kind of with that, you know, knowing yourself, trusting yourself, I think is a huge thing too. Or having faith. I know we've talked about this previously. Having some sense of faith in whatever spiritual realm or other that you think of that, that, that things are going to be okay. And I think that's a big one, you know, um, and because that can be really scary because I think a lot of when we're faced with change, we're faced, you know, there's some big shift that you weren't expecting. And I don't, I mean, I'm not an epidemiologist, so I wasn't, I was pretty blindsided by this whole pandemic thing. But what I found, what I found strength and comfort in is actually this sort of faith that it's going to be okay. And I do trust myself in my judgment Mm. um, and some combination of that. Um, So, yeah, I think there's a lot of intangibles kind of within this, right? I love faith. I love that that's where where you took it, though, because faith is probably one of the greatest tools for adapting is Mm. to know that, like, you're like, I'm still standing here. You know, I'm still I'm still here. And if I take this step and that step and that step, then I have faith that I'm going to get there. You know what I mean? That sort of idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just, I, I think that's a huge, I'm, I'm trying to think of other things, you know, I, I posed the question, but I'm also trying to figure out like, <laughs> what is the answer, you know, or what would I, you know, we're not into dispensing advice necessarily, but I do think it's an interesting question of mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know, what does that toolbox look like and how to, you know, how do we, how do we cope, um, you know, when things aren't going our way or aren't going as expected and it's just it's just something like pandemic or not you know we're all going to be faced with huge challenges and changes and the unexpected and that's life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and how you weather that how you deal with that um is just either it's going to feel like you're constantly pushing a boulder uphill or you know are you going against the wind are you going with you know with the sea change with the winds Mm -hmm. like is it behind you is it helping you one thing that I often say when I'm teaching cycling class and I'll talk, you know, I'll set, I'll set the class up for a sprint and I'll, po- I'll, I'll frame it this way. I'll say, you know what, I want to be running to something and not away from something. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little shift. Mm-hmm. I want to be running towards, not away from because running away from I don't know at least for me it just feels like okay I'm running scared I'm running away from so I gotta get away you know mm-hmm. running towards something almost feels like I'm running towards that light or I'm running towards that goal you know so yeah. I don't know it's just a thing that I at least tell myself uh-huh, uh-huh. you know I yeah. don't know I, I mean like are you running from a burning building or are you running to the mountaintop hmm. I don't know I mean they both could be <laughs> happening right like right, but right. like okay you're yeah but I don't know. So <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's perspective, and it's, it goes back to what I saw something I was just about to say in terms of the toolkit. But it's like communication, yeah. being able to communicate that idea, and and just as you said it just now, and just as you'll listen to it again when you hear this podcast again, um, you'll probably be defining it 
that much more figuring mm. out how to communicate that idea to yourself even that much better yeah. you know so i think about communication in that toolkit for adaptation that's communication with somebody else right mm -hmm. so being able to let you know the change that i'm going through and maybe in letting you know it you can help me reinforce it and mm -hmm. then it becomes easier for me to understand the changes or maybe you've gone through a similar change in your life and then you can give me advice that allows me to understand what mm -hmm. change that i'm making um, but it's also being able to communicate with myself like am i running towards something or mm -hmm. am i running away from something yeah. am i am i scared of this situation or am i confident that of the next situation you yeah. know what i mean so on and so forth like being able to communicate what I'm actually feeling right now, mm -hmm. you know, and where I'm feeling it. You know, mm -hmm. I was sitting with a group of people and we were talking about certain emotions and where, when certain traumatic experiences come up, where people feel that in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Like, do you get butterflies in your stomach if we talk about a car accident or do you get a little soreness in your neck? You know, things like that. Yeah. Like, what are what? Where does our body hold stress? Mm. Where does our body hold tension when we when when we're about to well up? Like, not mm. everybody's shoulders go up towards their ears when they're about to cry. Some people's shoulders go down towards the floor when they're about to cry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the. But if I can communicate with myself, like, what does this feeling mean? What is this feeling in the pit of my stomach? Is mm. is it fear? Is it anxiety? Or is it anticipation? Is it excitement? Mm. You know, those different things. So again, being able to communicate is also a great tool when approaching change or adaptation yeah oh and i i love anything and everything that can connect kind of that the physical world i don't know with their you know our internal self mm -hmm. because there's just you know our our body just the more we're tuned in like to that intuition or that that sort of inner knowledge um i i was involved in an excellent i took a great course on the subject was intuitive eating but it was so much more than that. And really the umbrella um, was really getting in touch with the self. And, you know, whether that's, of course, this this was more specific to, you know, your hunger cues and sort of mindfulness. Um, but it can be extrapolated to so many things, you know, really knowing how your body physically, viscerally responds to certain situations and what that might mean and, and paying attention to those things. Like, yeah, I'm one of those people... Um, everything goes straight to the throat, well, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, if I'm getting emotional, it's like the throat starts to close or I get that big, that lump, wow, you wow, know, yeah, and yeah. that's really interesting. I don't know. Does that have to do with my throat chakra, my communication? Mm. I could do some more work to investigate right, that, right, right. but just thinking about it right now, mm -hmm. like what physically, like, and my gut too, mm. definitely, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I have a lot of like, you know, oh, my tummy's upset kind of, right, <laughs> kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. A lot going on in the gut. Still working on that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's just what that's – we touched on it, you know, last last week. Like, what is this journey but to get to know ourselves? Right. And then – and and the people that we bring into the stratosphere, you know, are also helping aid in that process. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and it's – what a service to each other. Right, right, you right, know? right. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I think about it that way. Uh, I, what a gift. Like, what a gift. It's just so cool. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. I just, and bringing it back to just ad adaptation and change, it's just, a, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I don't, again, we've, we've talked about this so many times, thinking about the person that we uh, were, yeah. you know, who, who you were at 30, who you, you've got your birthday coming up mm -hmm, this month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, that's I love awesome. My so much. Yeah. It's like my oh, that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who the snapshot of like who we were in five year increments and things like that. And mm -hmm. 
I'm, you know, I, I just look back and I'm so pleased and thrilled that I'm no longer, you know, my previous self. Right, right, and not right. like I wasn't a horrible person or something, but I'm just so, I'm loving this evolutionary change and, right. and this continuous growth. Mm-hmm. Which is truly an adaptation to the, again, because it's easy to think about adapting as, again, there's an external change that's just happened in Mm. my life. You know, this, I got a new job and now I need to, my family needs to deal with my new hours and I have to deal with this new commute. I'm adapting to my situation Mm. or I came home and, you know, my apartment building was on fire. So now, gosh, I didn't have any insurance for my apartment and now my shit is all burned up. Now Mm. I have to adapt to this new situation that I'm dealing with. Um, But again, if we look at adaptation, like based on exercise, Mm. right? And we, and we say like, okay, I want to do this new course of study, Mm -hmm. right? But in order for me to be able to do this new online program, I have to be able to read faster, Mm. right? So, and I, I don't really feel like I can keep up with it. So I'm going to start to read shitty novels. (laughs) Like I'm going to read like shitty science fiction novels that I can just chew up Mm -hmm. or like I'm going to read Stephen King's whole catalog Mm -hmm. and just read like these shitty horror stories about all sorts of shit. And I'm just (laughs) going to chew these words up because I'm trying to make my brain adapt to taking in information and to, to comprehending it. It's Mm -hmm. like reading comprehension. Mm -hmm. Like maybe in school, somebody doesn't really like what they have to read in the English but you know they're actually reading like fucking you know Chaucer on the side because Mm -hmm. they love these other stories Mm -hmm. and they love the way that that writing is going on so um, again we can do these certain things to help ourselves adapt to become this person that we're trying to become and Mm -hmm. I think about that oftentimes when I do think about evolving as a person um and the way that you just said it really made me think about it in this way because I've been kind of considering I do a lot of like seven year work, right? Mm. So like I met my wife seven years ago. Um, she's seven years younger than me, mm. you know what I mean? So it's, it just makes sense for me to look at like, okay, well in seven years, she's going to be as old as I am. Mm. Like what was I doing when I was 30 years old? What was I thinking? What, because it's easy to, especially if, if we're in a relationship where we're older with somebody or, or have like what we perceive as having more experience in, in the thing. Like I've had a business for longer, so it, I might seem more adept to doing that thing. Um, but I have to ask myself like, well, what did I know seven years ago? Mm. You know, and like how, or even just knowing myself, like I've been doing a lot of work on myself. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm looking at somebody next to me and, they, and they're right on their path of doing their work, like I can't fault them because, mm. you know, it's like trying to teach somebody from where I came from versus where I'm at, you know, like I can't right. fault you for making mistakes or falling back on on something or backsliding or something like that because you just started like I'm I'm seven years into it mm. I've been working mm-hmm. very hard at this so I'm adapted I'm mm-hmm. adapt to doing it I, my whole being has adapted to it mm. I know what I need to do in the morning to be able to do this it's like exercise again you might show up at your first spinning class and fucking want to puke afterwards mm-hmm. but then you realize like damn I don't need to come to the seven o'clock class I gotta go to the nine o'clock class so I can have a little bit of extra breakfast or maybe if I'm gonna go to the seven o'clock class I can have a little bit of food and then all of a sudden like you're adapting your adaptation mm-hmm. becomes easier because you're communicating your needs and mm-hmm. what you need so I think about that in terms of, of change and evolution itself because if we're dealing with a friend group or a community base or like somebody who's like, man, you've really changed. You're not who you used to be. It's like, nah, I'm adapting to mm. the situation that I found myself in. Like, 
I looked around and I saw where we were and I saw where I was and I saw the move that I had to make to get to where I wanted to go. And what you're witnessing is the adaptation of that. It goes back to the caterpillar and the butterfly. Yeah. Like you, you're, I'm not a caterpillar. Like I became a butterfly, I started flying around now. You know what I mean? So like I, I loved walking around there. I did. I, I totally loved climbing mm-hmm. on those branches. It was so sweet, like hanging upside down with you all mm-hmm. day long. But now I'm on this flight mission where I'm trying to procreate. You know, and I'm trying to pollinate all these flowers and shit. And this is a whole different life. And, like, it's hard. It took me a while to figure out how to use these wings. Yeah. Like, at first I had to lay low for a while because the first time I tried to fly out there, I almost got eaten. So I had to fucking fall back and realize, like, okay, this is a whole different ballgame that I'm in right now. Yeah. So when we're talking about (laughs) that in metaphorical terms as, like, relationships with people, Mm. like, give me a little bit of space here. I'm trying to figure out how to use these wings. Like, give Mm. me some leeway. Give me a little bit of softness. Like, do that for each other. And that goes back to communication. Mm. Like, you know, you're witnessing, we're witnessing each other at these great points of adaptation all the time because we're always adapting to Mm. stress. We're always adapting. And stress doesn't have to be, like, a negative thing. Mm -hmm. Stress can simply be, I want to maintain a good relationship with my partner. And so I'm going to take a couple extra steps in this direction that I wouldn't normally take. And that doesn't have to be like a a pounding on my emotional state it could just be like dealing with a little bit of discomfort Mm. like turning in a little bit earlier staying up a little bit later if you have a partner on the other side of the country and you're trying to communicate with them like maybe I gotta wake up a little bit earlier to communicate with that person or stay up a little bit later depending on the time Mm. zone um adapt to your situation oh Oh, dude, just, I just love everything you just said. I'm like, oh, I'm getting weepy <laughs> over here. One thing, a word just kept flashing in my, in my head, compassion. Mm. Compassion, 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 compassion. Especially with, I just, I love that you brought up, you know, we're all on a journey and a particular trajectory at a different time. Like, okay, we can say this is 2021. By the way, it's 1399 that is the year in Iran right now. So let's not be too self-centered mm. about what year it is. Wow, it's wow. not 2021 in all parts of the world. Right, right. Shout out to my Iranian family. <laughs> um, so it's going to be 1400 in March. Wow. So they're coming up on a whoa, whoa, whoa. turn of the century. Mm-hmm. So anyway, table that for a second. But to say, to have compassion for people on their journey and their path and where they are at. And I just love that you said, you know, a couple of things were coming up for me, right? Like, okay, if you've owned your business for X amount of years and then you are dealing with someone who's just getting started, having that compassion, thinking about like all you had to learn, the mistakes and other things, but also recognizing that I have had incredible relationships with people much younger than me where I'm like, you are wise beyond my fucking years. (laughs) Like you might be 21, but there is an 80 year old soul in your body Mm -hmm. because I'm learning so much from you. We can get so caught up in our age on this earth, Mm -hmm. um, which may or may not have anything to do with the knowledge, the wisdom, what that person has personally cultivated. You know, I even think back to the self-care episode where I'm like, you know, Mujib is way better at self-care. I'm still learning so much. We're, we're pretty much the same, you know, we're a year apart, mm-hmm. you and I, but you know, years difference in certain things, depending on what that is, depending on what someone has individually worked on, cultivated, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just having compassion for each other. And what that leads me to think of too, is sort of on this journey of awakening and, and this trajectory that the universe is going in towards 
justice, social justice, racial justice, you know, global, you know, mm. climate, all, all, you know, all of these things under this big umbrella. Um, the I'm taking a class actually starting this month on um, calling in instead of calling out. Mm. And this idea of having compassion that, you know, bringing people to the table, that this is about like bringing people in, bringing people together and not just sort of like canceling, shunning, mm -hmm. shaming. What does that do at the end of the day? Like I, I want people to grow into that positive, like, you know, like I, I want people on this, on this bus, mm. you know? So what does shutting someone down and banishing them you know, on this journey. Okay, like it's not that it's someone's job to do, you know, people have to come to this, like people have got to do the work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, you know, the more, I don't, you know, compassion is just the word that I, that I think of. So I'm really excited to, 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 to read this material and take this course on like, what does that calling in actually look like? And how does that function in terms of, you know, social justice? And like, how does, you know, how does that function? How does that help? Um, but yeah, I just kind of kept thinking of that. Just this recognition that, you know, and, and, some, and, and we also have to recognize and say, like, some people aren't going to get on the bus. They're not on the bus in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, when to say sort of like, all right, you're not on the bus. You're never going to get on the bus. Bye. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about drawing those lines and like oh. the people that are coming with us, what's not coming with us. But, um, but there are, I, I do believe there's more people doing the work then aren't doing the work. Mm -hmm. And and the people that aren't willing to adapt, I mean, they're like, we, we mentioned this before, you know, they're either adapt or die or adapt and turn turn into something completely different. And ah, they're cracking. They're cracking. <laughs> we need to have, we need to have the B roll, the B side of these conversations. But yeah, that's just kind of where my, my mind was going. Compassion for those that are, and I can catch myself doing that with my partner who is, who is newer into entrepreneurship and starting a business, and I'm a lot more seasoned at it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, dude, you got to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I had to catch myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, it's okay. Like, you had to figure a lot of stuff out. Mm -hmm. Have compassion. Have a little grace, yeah. you know. Um, and that's just something, you know, we, to practice right. constantly. And it takes adaptation. You know, yes. it takes first like setting that as a as a goal or an intention, like to be more compassionate. Yeah. And then to be able to be compassionate with ourselves when we backslide from mm -hmm. that again. You know, it's like I'm I'm really big. I think that's my whole thing about self care, like why I'm so good at it, is because I have a lot of <laughs> it sounds so funny, but I empathize with myself. You know, that's like awesome. I, I know what I've been through yeah. to, to be here. Like I've been I've I've heard my prayers in the middle of the night. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I know I know the the fear that I've overcome or the doubt or the self-doubt. Like I know the path that I took to become this version of myself, mm. who I am. So I because of that, like I, I said, you know, like poor like take a double bubble bath, you know what I mean? Like if the bubble bath calls for like four drops of bubbles, like put eight drops of bubbles in it, you know what I double mean? Double bubble because bath. Because it's like, why not? Like, why not? Why not? Like I know what I, if if you did all the shit that I do for myself for mm. me, I'd fucking buy you a car, mm. you know what I mean? Like 
I'd do so much for you. I'd be so happy, so grateful for you mm. if you did all the work for me that I do mm -hmm. for myself. Mm. You know what I mean? If you got up at four o'clock in the morning and sent all those emails and wrote all those programs and edited that podcast, like mm. I'd have a lot of thanks for you when I woke up in the morning. Yeah. You know? I'd go get you a croissant or something. Yeah. Whatever you like, I'd want to give it to you. You know yeah. what I mean? And so we have to be able to, like, I have to be able to do that for myself. But mm. I had to adapt to that. Like mm. in the very beginning, I did a fucking whole bunch of shit that doesn't serve me actually. Mm. And then the next year it was pared down a little bit. The next mm. year it was pared down a little bit until now it's streamlined. Like I know the things that are gonna serve me the best. I know it's not, I know what I don't need to beat myself up about, mm. like all those different things. So again, it's like having that compassion with ourselves as we go through the path of adaptation to this new reality that we're giving ourselves, new stress that we're putting on our own plates or new position that we're trying to hold or new person that we're trying to become, mm. you know, like we, we, we live in a beautiful time period where people are changing their entire identities, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then we all get to have to learn how to adapt to that, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? My friend is not Becky anymore. My friend is now Beckham. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't use her pronouns anymore. Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? But I might have known this person my whole life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And always knew that person is Becky. Now mm -hmm. I have to adapt. Mm -hmm. Right? So again, we're, we, we, we have all these different, different, I guess, different categories of adaptation. Mm -hmm. Right? But Absolutely. it comes back to the same sort of thing is that if you're seasoned at adapting to your situations and adapting to stresses that we're putting on top of ourselves, then we can apply that to every category. Mm -hmm. You know, I can end up, I had a friend of mine who's a train rider, like a, like a, like we'll ride a train, like hop a train in a freight yard or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, they were trying to get to Vermont. I think they were in North Dakota. They jumped on a train and then they realized they were in Indiana. Mm. Like they woke up in the, in the morning and they were in Indiana. And they were like, oh, shit, like, I'm supposed to be in Vermont, like, tonight, you know? Uh -huh. And I'm in Indiana now yeah. because I jumped on the wrong train and the train went a place that I didn't think it was going to make. Or, yeah. or maybe a train, I don't know what happened to this person, why they ended up in Indiana. But, you know, now you got to adapt. Yeah. <laughs> now you, you got to figure out, like, how do you get from where you are to where you're going? Yeah. Well, first you got to figure out, like, where are you actually on this earth right now? <laughs> yeah. And and what's the track that's going to get you back to where you needed to be? You yeah. Know? So we were talking about that last week as far as like stop, the train stopping and right. me having to pick everything up and then go back and then make the turn that I needed to make that I missed. Mm -hmm. um, it's like that with adaptation too. Mm. And I think about that a lot with exercise because it's like with, with kettlebells, you know, you can you can think you're doing great until you go up and wait and then all of a sudden everything falls apart. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh shit, like did I miss something back, mm. in, back there when I should have? learned some some actual specific principle mm -hmm. maybe i did maybe i have to backtrack right mm. maybe you know i'm just starting exercise in 2021 and i'm like I'm, every day i'm gonna wake up and work out and take a run and then this morning is the first day i didn't wake up and take a run mm. let your body adapt like you're adapting to a new stress like you have to give it the time like the the mm. butterfly doesn't just like the caterpillar doesn't go to sleep and then just wake up with wings like sprouted out the back like it takes a snake a long time to get from that skin to, to this new skin you know mm -hmm. it's it's there's a there's a cycle there's a cycling mm -hmm. time you know oh I love that too on the you know and the just bringing it back to fitness and sort of the concept of 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 training because you know it's really interesting and I <clears throat> I think I mentioned this to you when I started training with you that I really appreciated the strength training and the kettlebell training because I'm I'm very adept um at cycling you know um cardio like 
you know, to the, you know, those of you that maybe work out more frequently, you start to notice that, oh, you actually burn less calories doing that thing because your body's adapted. It's become quite efficient at doing the thing. Um, so, you know, this is where I, I don't really like to get into comparisons, but, you know, with all the gadgets and gizmos and not <clears throat> focus too much, but um, when I was a little bit more into that, you know, I, I might compare like, oh yeah, how, how did that ride go for you? And if we use certain metrics, oh yeah, you know, I love, people love posting certain things. Like, oh yeah, I burned 600 calories. I'm like, really? I burned 350. We did the same ride. I was going hard, you know, and I'm like, but my body has adapted. It's going to be as efficient as possible to not use, not mm. expend all these calories because I've got to do that thing three times today. Right, 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 right. right. So, of course, I'm going to be in a different category than someone that's, you know, they spend three times a week, you know. So it's always helpful, you know. And, again, the more kind of you know yourself, right, like, okay, yeah, I've just gotten real good at that. So it was, it's been fun coming to kettlebells, for example, and, like, talking about being sore or feeling stuff in a different way or just, you know, using, you know, a even just a different different system in my body to like strength train mm -hmm. um you know where i'm you know i'm an endurance athlete so it's really fun to just hit hit kettlebells and and yeah feeling feeling different mm -hmm. um so i so i love that so even you know yeah it's january we can you know it's a big month for fitness mm -hmm. let's just <laughs> say it um you know a lot of people are maybe starting starting a new program or recommitting themselves if that sounds like you but it's just you know the importance of also kind of mixing up that training too mm -hmm. because the body is going to get you know super efficient at whatever it does so you know for some folks who may have who may be results-based oriented mm -hmm. um you know my advice is always like yeah like mix mix that up a little bit or you got to have a little bit of this a little bit of that right. um that training but it's just yeah it's really in interesting to remind I like I don't like to you know when people say oh ask me what I do to train or ask me what I eat. I really don't like those questions. I get uncomfortable with them because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm in a different category and not like, I'm not any better than anyone else per se, but like, this is what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. And so, and I've, my, I've adapted for that lifestyle. Right, right. So I would never recommend that someone do three classes or eat my or whatever you know eat my diet or eat this way like unless they've been doing what I've been doing for the last eight years right right because I'm sure it wasn't as easy as it is now I remember this, this is actually a great point so I've I remember I can go back this is sometimes you know social media creating this you know record this public diary I can go back and I, I had a full-time desk job prior to opening a spinning studio and literally becoming virtually one of the only <laughs> instructors mm -hmm. of that business. So going from working 40 to 55 hours per week at, at a desk to now teaching three spin classes a day, I can tell you it was the most painful, physically painful transition of my life because there was no taper. There was no like slowly, right. it was it was like zero to 100 mm. real quick. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and so I had this post I have this Instagram post, and it comes up occasionally, like the, the year anniversary, because Facebook is great about being like, 25 years ago, you were doing this. They weren't around that long. <laughs> like, great. Thanks, Facebook. Um, <laughs> and I had this picture of petroleum jelly, icy hot, this sort of like medicine cabinet, right. Gatorade, 
Pedialyte. I mean, just this, like, all of these tools in my toolbox that was, I was sore, I was chafed, I was dehydrated, I, you know. Damn, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't recommend this, but I went through this insane body transformation in 90 days mm. from switching this lifestyle. And I, my body couldn't, like, couldn't keep up with it. And eventually, like, my body leveled off to where it needed to be. But I remember my family was like, what the hell is going on? Like, is this safe for you? Is this good? Like, is this good? And I'm like, I wouldn't recommend doing this. But I mean, it, I was literally like, it was like a crash course into what it was like to be, I don't call myself a professional athlete because that comes with its own list of assumptions. But but I mean, someone with a desk job to training like four hours a day right, right. without like any steps in between. Right, right. And I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew how to teach a spin class, but in terms of like training like an athlete, eating like an athlete at that level, right. no, well, no previous experience, like yeah. nothing to, you know, I just did it because mm-hmm. I'm stubborn as fuck. <laughs> 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 but I'm like, I'm not, you know, so it was really, really interesting. Now I know, now I know a little bit more, like what do I need for sleep? What do I need for, mm-hmm. you know, all these other things I've learned. Holy shit. That's so... That's so heavy to me because it's literally <laughs> like, I, I think about that oftentimes and I'll say it and I probably have said it on the podcast, like if you gave this version of me all of the responsibility and everything that I'm going to have to do in 10 years mm-hmm. to tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would be completely overwhelmed. Most of the shit, like I probably don't even know how to do yet. You yeah. know, some of those things I probably haven't even interacted with yet. Yeah. Like I'd, you'd be speaking a different language to me, right? There mm-hmm. might be some sort of skill that I pick up along the way that I didn't even realize that I'm going to have and I didn't even go for for another five years from now. So yeah. if you put, like, let's say that, like, my plan is to have three kids or something like that. That means I wake up tomorrow and I have three children. Yeah. Cool. And I'm 40 fucking seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, I'm 37. Like, I missed my, I missed all of that shit. Like, yeah. I just woke That's up tomorrow as that yeah. person. That's a lot of time. So it, the reason why I bring it all up is because you basically saw this version of yourself mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. and you tried to step off the desk and do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crash course. And you were, you had the passion enough, and you were at least be able to communicate with yourself enough that you did level off. Mm-hmm. You know, your body did figure out how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You did figure out how to get sleep in this all. You figured out how to eat in this all, how to mm-hmm. recover in this all. Um, you adapted. Yeah. And it, but it was pain, it was painful. Absolutely. It was incredibly painful. Totally. And it, you know, it took having staff now. Oh, <laughs> and it, it is. It, it's funny that you say that because, you know, when I look back at the things that I used to do running things by myself, I'm like, how in the fuck? Did it like doing the laundry, do like all of the just the little list of things. And anybody that if anyone runs their own business, like you know, the, all the different hats you have right. to wear, right. and all the little you know, all the little things that at some point maybe you have the luxury of saying like, okay, I'm going to delegate that, or I'm going to hire out for that, or or whatever steps along the way. But gosh, I just rem- like I remember for the first many years, mm. just you know, you just get it done. Like um, my partner, Dariush, has pictures of me when we met five years ago. He has pictures of me, like, at all hours of the day and night with a mop in my hand, like mopping the entire studio. Mm. He's like, mm. you just used to mop all the time. <laughs> I still do. But, you know, just it's just interesting, you know, like looking back, you know, all the things. And I don't, you know, and I'm not a parent yet. So, you know, Mujib is a dad, new, well, a year. Yeah, year yeah. into your fatherhood. 14 months. 14 months. 
happy birthday, Zay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm, for us non-parents, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, oh, God, how do you do that? But you do, you, yeah, you, you figure it out, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't, you, know, I'm, you know, I'm on the other side being mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, like. Well, it's truly, you adapt or you become a different creature. You know? Yeah. Either you adapt, at least that's what I, I fucking know about myself. Like, if I didn't have good communication with my partner, then I'd be way more angry with my partner. Mm. We would have way more clashing. Mm. Because now all of a sudden, like, take all the stress of me having everything else that's going on for my business, professionally, personal growth, mm. all that stuff, and take a pandemic, put that on top of it. Now give yourself a new baby, too. And and yeah. I'm sleeping less, but I gotta make more money, so now I got more stress, and I gotta cook more food. Like, but the person who I have become from fucking meeting that shit mm. is, then I'm fucking way more of a beast than I was two years ago. You can do anything. I can do. <laughs> give me my workload two years ago. I'm smashing it. Yeah. Like that, and like give me more. You yeah. know, because I've adapted to this higher level of stress, and I chose it. Right. You know, we chose it. We yeah. said on. This, we're going to get pregnant in fucking February. We're going to have a baby in October. And that's how we're rocking, you know what I mean? And it worked. We got pregnant late January, had a baby in October. It was awesome. Um, And, but at the same time, it it has made us adapt. And when we look forward in our lives um, at what else we want to do with our family and for members of our family that get old fast or that get older and what are we going to do for them so all of these different like roles that we see ourselves playing Mm. we're continuously adapting to those different things and it's stressful and it does take you know it 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 is a crash course it takes a bit of getting used to at first do you know what i mean like Mm. i didn't it wasn't easy for me to get up at four o'clock in the morning the first time i did like i remember the first class that I ever taught, and this is well before I had a kid, but um, the first class that I ever taught that was like at 6 a.m. class, <laughs> right? It was like 6 a.m. And, you know, like, I think I was fresh from a restaurant job, that sort of idea. Like, the month prior to that, I'd had a restaurant. So, like, 6 a.m. is like, I've been asleep for two hours. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Like, right. you're going to sleep at 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, yeah. getting home at 2, eating some food and watching something and falling asleep later. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um so I remember going to this, the, the man who had hired me to run the class, and I was like, man, how do you do it? Like, <laughs> how do you teach a six o'clock? Because he, he, it was, the, I'm big on feedback. I'm always going to ask, like, how, how to go? Did, was that what you're looking for? Because mm-hmm. if you hire me to do something, I want to know that, you know, this is what you hired me to do, you know? Um, and so I'm asking him, and how, how was it, whatever? And he's like, well, you know, they, everybody said you seem kind of tired <laughs> and I was like yeah I'm fucking exhausted man like how do you get up this like what do you do how do you get up and he's like oh bro I drink a fucking 60 ounce cup of coffee in the morning like it's not easy for me he's like I I'm a computer programmer I just opened a gym and now we have six o'clock classes you know yeah. he's like I I drink a big ass cup of coffee right when I wake up it's already brewed and in the fridge I just drink it cold yeah and then when I get here I make another cup of coffee I have that too and then I just start talking to myself real loud <laughs> And then I do that for half an hour before people start coming in. And then I'm fucking jazzed when they get here. I was like, oh, damn. Like, I didn't even think about that. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to wake up a half an hour earlier because I was mm-hmm. just trying to wake up a half an hour before I had to be there. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to wake up an hour before I have to be there. I'm going to talk to myself the whole time that I'm driving to work. Mm-hmm. I'm playing two chains. I'm like rapping these. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> hyping myself up, but yeah. I'm not just hyping myself up. Like I'm conditioning mm-hmm. myself to talk. Yeah. At, a, at a certain level to be boisterous to be the most awake person in the room yeah. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then you know, before you know it, like I love teaching classes that early. I had my first class. Oh, you know, quotes on that. Um, <laughs> but I had my first class this morning pretty early and. I rocked it. It was yeah. an awesome class, and I was not tired because I understand my systems. I've adapted to teaching in this way so that I can show up mm. and be on because I've been up mm-hmm. already. I've been on. I got the cobwebs out fucking three hours ago. I can so relate to that because mm. I you know, previously would teach at 6 a.m., and it was not my preferred time, but I, to deal with it, I would, and it was not easy, but I would set the alarm long before I really needed to get up. Like I had to give myself a few stages and then I had to, cause you know, some people would be like, oh, why do you get up at that time? I'm like, because I'm the person leading the class. Right. I'm not just like, I can't just roll in mm. with my eyes half shut and then, you know, just participate. Right. I have to lead you motherfuckers. <laughs> so I gotta get up, it's my responsibility. I have to get up earlier. Got to find a way to get turned, mm-hmm. you know. I did the same thing. Blast the music in the morning, like, yeah. on my way in. And my commute is actually, like, six minutes. Mm-hmm. So I I get, like, a song and a half in. <laughs> but, you know, choose wisely. And then I'm <laughs> bouncing around, and the, you know, Drake on or whoever. Um, and, yeah, roll in. And it was funny because I would always tell my classes, like, I'm not a morning person. And people would be like, what? You're not? <laughs> and I'm like, I have a routine. Mm to get my body and mind ready for you guys, but left to my own devices, I'd sleep in much later, right, you know, yeah. if I, on days off. Like, I'm not, I'm not naturally waking up like that, but I have perfected my routine mm. to be prepared to be in front of you all. Right. And that's just the, you know, that's what it is. That it, and it's interesting that, that that adaptation never really stuck in terms mm. of, like I always thought, you know, I don't know why I thought like, oh, with age will come with, you know, I'll become this morning person. I figured out that that's not, I'm not really naturally a morning person per se, but I just, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like if it's my, if the schedule says I got to teach at 6 a.m., I'm up at 4.40 right, right. a.m. Yeah. And again, with that, with a six minute commute, I'm up at 4.40. No, because I have that list of things. Yeah. I have this like personal protocol. Right. So that I can be like, what's up, everybody? Let's go. And people are like, holy shit, she's awake. Right. You must be a morning person. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's caffeine and it's two chains. And exactly. Right. Like, totally. Oh. Totally. That, one thing I do have to say, so this is great. So I was in a position for a little while here where I, w- I found myself teaching three 6 a.m. classes hmm. in, in a week. So I w- and I, and I got to the point where I was like, I don't have to be doing this. I'm like, this is going to sound douchey. I was like, I'm the boss. Like, I don't need to be teaching three. Like, I have, I have other people that could that could teach these time slots. But during this little interim period where I was on the schedule, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, hmm. I, I was like, you know what? For this to work for me, Wednesday's hip hop. Like every Wednesday at 6 a.m., I put it on the schedule, hip hop, explicit. Damn. This is how we're waking up. Right. And I was like, if you don't want to hear rap music 6 a.m., don't come to my class. Mm. And and sure enough, like it stuck on the schedule and the people that were not into it stopped signing up. And trust me, there were plenty of people that were into it and they wanted to wake up with mm-hmm. fucking Dre and like whoever, Jay-Z, whoever. Mm-hmm. And it was it was actually my it was my favorite class to teach because I was like, this is what lights me up. Wow, and wow. if I'm going to if I'm going to have an extra day on my schedule that I am waking up at 4.40, <laughs> then you're going to listen to my music. Yes. And it, it, it was awesome. And then I eventually hand, handed off that time slot because I was like, I'm not coming <laughs> until later. 
but the but what was interesting is that the the theme of the class stayed. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So it became you know the the woman that took it on was like this is it this is how we rock out on Wednesdays mm-hmm. and it was great it had a huge following and people knew Wednesday mornings. Yes. And it, so it's just it's kind of funny. Um, well, it makes me think of, <laughs> you know, you said a routine, and it makes me think of consistency and mm-hmm. how consistency is going to be one of those major tools for adaptation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and consistency could mean a lot of different things. It could mean an affirmation in the morning that you mm-hmm. say every single time you get up, you know, yeah. and trying to make that consistent. It could, it could be the routine that you do. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to make the coffee. I'm going to read this news app of the coffee's going to finish. I'm going to sit down, take my poop, you know, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. But trying to be consistent there mm-hmm. is going to be the easiest way to make some major adaptation stick, yeah. you know. It's yeah. like... And you said it right there. And now it's every Wednesday's hip hop Wednesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like people do it now. It's like a real thing. Yeah. So. It'll come back, everyone. It'll come back oh, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing that I want to touch on before we wrap up is just kind of the fact that, you know, what this whole pandemic has brought on is this disruption in, in routine or, or how we've adapted. It's like I, I literally never had been on Zoom yeah. before 2020 on and I'm not you know I'm 37 <laughs> um but I just you know just sort of the interesting you know now it's just interesting to think that you know part of what I do now is like all right I know the steps to log on and run this program and mm. this is you know how we're gonna do and and we've sort of we've all sort of adapted to certain you know maybe you weren't a takeout person and now you find yourself eating takeout three times a week or or you never cooked at home now you're cooking at home all the time maybe you're baking you know whatever it is and it will be interesting I certainly hope for yours and my industry that it is safe to resume in-person activities the way we would like to experience them I'm hopeful for that but it is interesting like what you know what sticks what do people want not necessarily to revert back to, but what what are people really going to hold on to and say, like, you know what, I, you know, yeah, I've adapted to this online fitness thing, but I really want to be mm. with people. Like, that's my jam, yeah. you know. So I've been thinking about that a lot. You know, what, how much of, of these sort of adaptations are, the, how much is permanent? Mm. How much is I'm doing this because that's what's required of me to survive in this moment? Right, right, right. You know, right? Like, you know, so many of us missing our families across mm-hmm. the country, across the world. You know, we're doing this because we can't go see folks right now. But shit, like the second I can get on a plane and, right. and see my parents or when they're vaccinated or whatever, like I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really it, it's interesting for me to think about, like, what is this sort of like temporary like, okay, we're in survival mode. We're doing this because we have to. But, like, there are some things that I really want to right. get back to. Like, I want to rage at a concert again. Like, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. You know, I, ah. <laughs> you know, don't take that away from us. Right. And I don't think that it, I don't think that that's gone forever. No, totally. I really don't. No. You know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just my optimism, but <laughs> it's coming back. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing about it. It's all... And, and, you know, this is take, take, take this how you will for whatever pandemic politics that you have. Um, <laughs> there are concerts happening every day. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, True. There's still shows and clubs to go to. you got to be in Atlanta True. or something like True. that. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine down Ooh, there. Oh, shout out Atlanta. Shout like, out Georgia today. Yeah. Big election right, in Georgia right, today. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but my friend was like, you know, she's like down here. It's like 
like, damn, this must be where the shit lives because everybody's out right now. <laughs> the pool hall's packed. You know, people are partying mm-hmm. at the bar, like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that little tidbit about that. But, you know, I think that I think that the pandemic has so many layers of adaptation. It has mm-hmm. the personal, like how do we adapt to this new thing? But then as a globe, like as a world, like we're figuring out how to adapt the world to be how it is. Like I was speaking with somebody today, um, just I have protocols in the studio around wiping the kettlebells down and things like that. And, you know, everybody's in a mask and it felt so foreign in the beginning. Mm. You know, it was like, Mm -hmm. I was remarking to this person today how now it feels so natural to Mm -hmm. me that like if I pull a kettlebell out, I spray it off, I wipe it off, I give it to the person. You know what I mean? When they leave, the kettlebells all stay right there. I wipe them off, I put them away. Um, spray the floor down and leave, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it. if you had told me that that's what I was going to have to do three years ago, I'd be like, wow, that sounds like a lot, mm-hmm. you know? But then you present this new situation and mm-hmm. like, no, that's not a lot at all. In order for me to operate safely, like, that's pretty easy to do, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, it's like, we just adapt. I, I, I miss dancing so much mm. and you know we've been thinking about trying to think about like how do we throw parties again and like how do we s- throw safe parties so that people can interact with each other and 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 you know different venues figured it out over the summer throwing parties where everybody's you got your blanket you come mm-hmm. with your pod and you stay on your blanket and that's mm-hmm. how you rock you know um but hopefully we can mash it up again and <laughs> all be like winding mm-hmm. and grinding that's the best Absolutely. That's my it'll, faith. It'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> it has to. Yeah. And if it doesn't, we'll go to Iceland. They don't have COVID over there anymore. I la- <laughs> that's one of that's my favorite island, man. I'm there. I'm so there. It's so funny. Actually, I talked about that yesterday. I said to Dariush, I'm like, I cannot wait to go to Iceland again. Mm. And uh, it'll it'll happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my! I was like, maybe I can book my ticket for June, but I don't know if that's too early. But mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Once again, an amazing, (laughs) (laughs) self-affirming. That was amazing. Thank you. It was pretty good. It was really good. Definitely enjoyed it. Definitely. Uh, We we love this, guys. As always, thank you guys for listening so much. We want to hear from you. You know, any any topics that have piqued your interest, or you know, we'll just we'll just keep going. Right, right. You know. So I want to thank you, Majib, for bringing up this topic of adaptation and awesome as usual there's so much more we could we could dive into but Mm -hmm. yeah this was inspired by the 2020 podcast so if you haven't heard that one go listen to it and you know get a sense of why that sparked this one but i love that about this podcast how each episode is so inspirational for the next one and how they feed one so much there's so much feeding that happens from one to the next to the next even if we don't intend for that to be how it is just by having those conversations and then listening to them again it brings up more thought so you know i'm i'm excited to go and revisit some of the other episodes and just to hear some of these same kind of principles or these same ideas that we brought up today in some of those other episodes as well yeah that's so awesome. Same. And wherever you are in your journey out there, you know, I wish you the best, of course, and, and, and just figuring that out and, uh, and sending some compassion your way mm-hmm. as you try to figure it out and navigate it. And, and uh, yeah, hang in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Thank you so much. My name is Sarah. My name is Mujib. Take care. Bye.